welcome to Reclaim Your Life with Kate, the podcast where we get rid of stress and overwhelm and reclaim your life. Come on, let me show you how. You're listening to episode number 11, the one where we learn how to respond instead of react. Hey, how are you? I hope you're having a great day so far. So this is the podcast where we talk about stress and overwhelm, right? And how it shows up for us and ways we can understand it and tools that we can use to lessen it and just understand how it's impacting us, right? And tools to be less stressed and overwhelmed so we can actually enjoy the lives that we have, okay? So today we are going to talk about the difference between reacting and responding. And I'm going to define what those are. I'm going to give a bunch of examples of reacting versus responding. And then we're going to talk about how we can respond more and react less. So I'm going to give you a tool so that we can respond instead of react. And I'm going to give you probably the best lesson at the end. So stay tuned. Make sure you listen all the way at the end um, so that you can have another tool in in your toolbox and take away a lesson that I think is really going to help. So when we think about reacting and responding, to react or a reaction is often instant. It's super emotional. It's kind of instinctive, right? There's not a lot of time between what happened and your reaction. You just kind of react. And then a response or responding is typically thoughtful. It's more considerate of the long-term outcomes of how you respond. And it's usually aligned with your values, with what you hold important to you. It's usually aligned with you. So those are the differences. How does this show up for us? I mean, this shows up in so many different ways, right? I could give a million examples, but let's say that your partner um, forgets to pay a credit card bill and you're charged, a late charge, okay? A reaction would be to yell, right? To scream, to judge, you know, how could you forget this? Now we have to pay, you know, and just kind of go off on a spiral. Or it could be maybe your go-to reaction is to give the silent treatment and kind of um, not just not even engage uh, with them in them trying to explain what happened. A response though, um, responding would be to be curious. Wow, I wonder what happened. How did that get messed? Do you have a plan so that that doesn't happen again, right? And just get curious and see why it happened, how they plan to correct it, right? Um, That would be a much better way to respond. Let's say that your kids break your earbuds, okay? A reaction would be to scream, shame, you know, punish, give a consequence, or avoid them, be passive aggressive with them. A response, though, uh, responding would be, again, to be curious. What happened? What can we do about this? What do you think the solution is to this problem, right? And have a conversation with them, understanding that they're human, things happen, and that they most likely didn't do it on purpose or do it to ruin your day or ruin your things, right? Uh, Let's say at work, you get a comment from a coworker that they would have handled a situation differently than how you handled it, right? Your reaction, reacting, 
might be to get really snarky, make a snarky comment back, get defensive, um, over justify your decision and how you handled the situation. But a response, a way to respond would be, that's a really good point. Thanks for the suggestion. And just leave it at that and take it for what it is, right? So we all know the difference between reacting and responding. We've all experienced it. We've all done both. We will all continue to do both, right? This is not to say that um, we ever get to a point where we don't react and we're able to respond in the way that we want to all the time. That's just not reality. That's not going to happen. But if we understand why we react and we use the tools that I'm going to teach you um, to respond instead of react, you're going to lessen that reactivity that you have um, that can often just lead to more stress and overwhelm, right? So why do we react in the first place? Why, you know, do we have these, you know, emotional, instinctive kind of instant responses without thinking things out? There can be a lot of different reasons. Um, It's really, this is where you want to get self-aware and be curious as to what's coming up for you and maybe thinking about why you reacted the way that you did in certain situations. But a lot of times it's our brainimal, right? That animal part of the brain, that emotional part of the brain that feels triggered, feels threatened, feels unsafe, right? Um, And just reacts to protect us in the animal way, right? Thinking that it's protecting us. It's a lot of times it's just our default. It could be the autopilot that we're on. Um, We know if we're not doing this work, if you're not, um, you know, listening to the topics that I talk about on the podcast and getting coaching and going through life coaching yourself and and learning about that self-awareness, it can just be your autopilot, right? That reactivity and reacting. Um, It's our threat response, right? So it's when we are feeling attacked, um, it could be previous trauma, it could just be, you know, we're burnt out, right? So this is where stress and overwhelm come stress and overwhelm comes into play. When our basic needs aren't met, including having time to to break our stress cycle and feel relaxed and feel um, filled back up, we can be much more reactive. Okay. So think about it. Um when you aren't having your basic needs met, when you aren't sleeping well, right? When you aren't getting enough water, when you aren't moving your body, when you aren't eating foods that feel good and fuel your body, you are much more likely to be reactive. And when you are stressed and overwhelmed and you are kind of in constant threat response with all that you have on your plate and all that's going on, you're going to be much more likely to be reactive. So instead of criticizing yourself if you react instead of respond and judging yourself and shaming yourself. One of the first questions I ask my I ask myself when I find myself reacting to things instead of responding is I check in with like my basic needs. Like, have you been sleeping okay? Um, how have you been eating? Uh, you've been moving your body, right? Have you been getting social connection? Uh, all of those things that are seems so basic, seems so simple, but if they're not met repeatedly over and over again for extended periods of time, can really put us in that constant threat response where we are reacting instead of responding. So that's one of the first things I do is I ask myself, you know, I check in on those basic needs. 
So when your stress and overwhelm are high, you are much more likely to react. Okay. Uh, so one of the um, activities we do, I was a trainer for um, like a crisis intervention program for the school that I work, work at. And one of the examples that we would give is we would talk about kids and behavior and we would hand them a can of Pepsi, each participant. And we would say, pretend this is your student. And we would say to them, every time we give you uh, something that happened to the student, we want you to shake the can, right? And so we would say things like, um, their baby brother was up screaming all night, so they didn't sleep through the night. And then they would shake the can, right? And then we would say they didn't get um, breakfast. Nobody had any groceries at the house. The family didn't have any food in the house. So you shake the can. Then we say um, they weren't given their medication for their ADHD. They shake the can, right? Um, somebody uh, was kicking the back of the seat on the bus the whole way into the school. Shake the can. And then we say, yep, that student walks into your classroom. Now go ahead and open your soda can, right? What's going to happen? It's going to explode, right? They were in that threat response. And so they walk into your room and you say, where's your pencil <laughs> or where are your books or where's your homework? And they react instead of respond because they are in that threat response from all of those things that happen and those basic needs not being met. It's the same idea with us, right? We have to check in and see what's really going on and get curious about what's coming up for us. So now that we kind of understand the difference between reacting and responding, obviously we want to be able to respond more than we react. Uh, but again, it's not going to happen all the time and that's okay. Um, but one of my favorite tools for learning how to respond instead of react uh, comes from Viktor Frankl. Um, so I don't know, probably a lot of you have maybe even heard this quote, okay? But what he does is he talks about, um, and if you don't know, Viktor Frankl was in the concentration camps and he survived and he wrote about his time there. And he talks about um, this idea of stimulus and response and creating a space, okay? So what he says is between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And what he's saying here is that there is a space that we can choose to create between what happened and our response, right? We can choose to create that space, but we have to be aware of what's going on. We have to really be paying attention and creating that space before we do that default reaction. And the best way that I've learned to do this for myself is I visualize a pause button, like on a DVD remote or a TV remote. And I literally visualize pressing the pause button before I respond, right? And that helps me to not do that default reaction that I really want to do, right? It helps me to respond better. And this, um, I'll give an example of how this just happened. So my oldest uh, actually ended up telling me a lie the other day. And he very quickly told me that he, you know, hadn't told, told me the, the truth. But my reaction, I wanted to say, oh, how could you do that? How could you lie to me about that? Like, what in the world? You know better, right? I wanted to say those things. But I paused. And I ended up being able to respond 
and say, you know what, it felt safer for you to lie to me in that moment than to do the thing that I had asked you to do. Let's talk about it. And we had a really good conversation about it because what I was able to do is I was able to press pause and create that space and say to myself, this is a good kid that told a lie. There's something going on that would have him lie to me in this moment. It wasn't that he's a bad person. He knows right from wrong, right? And I got curious about it. So that is something that I've really had to work on with, with parenting and recognizing my own level of stress and overwhelm so that I'm not reacting. And like I said, it is not perfect, but here's the best news. Okay. So this is, we're almost done. This is the best news I want you to take away from this. One of the greatest things you can do is actually the third R. So we have react, respond, and repair. Okay. Repair is when you make that connection again with whoever you reacted to that who the person on the other end of that reaction that you didn't want is where you can repair with them um, especially in parenting apologizing showing them that hey I really didn't want to raise my voice like I did that was my reaction I really would have rather responded which I w- would have been this I'm going to do that now with you right and sometimes we always can't repair with the person that maybe it happens to. But what we can do is if we have a reaction that we're really not proud of or we wish we wouldn't have had, um, the repair then comes with ourselves, right? We give ourselves that compassion as, um, an, you know, an understanding that that was our threat response. It wasn't, we didn't show up the best and that's okay. We're human. And we recognize it and we're going to try again and, and, and do differently next time. But that repair is key because if you don't repair and you just stay in that judgment and um, not apologizing to either the person you reacted to or yourself, it can really just um, kind of fester and continue to you know, keep you in that threat response that also keeps you reacting instead of responding. Okay, so that's one of the biggest takeaways is that repair piece that is huge. So I hope that was really helpful. I hope you can start creating that space. Let me know if you think of a different visual that works for you or a different technique you come up with or phrase that you say to yourself that allows you to create that space before you uh, respond to something. Um, Or, you know, let me know if you try what I shared with um, just visualizing that pause button and let me know how that works for you. Okay, so I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Kate again. If what we talk about here on the podcast resonates with you, you will love my three ways to get rid of overwhelm guide. I've put together my top three favorite tools to get rid of stress and overwhelm today. You can start doing them as soon as you download it. It's super easy. Just go to reclaimwithkate.com forward slash get rid of overwhelm. No spaces. Again, that's reclaimwithkate.com forward slash get rid of overwhelm. And I'll also put the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how this helps you. Talk soon.